0: Suddenly, I understood that the power of a woman is her willingness to feel her emotions. The more I went internal, that's when the true me showed up. Your emotions are not to be controlled or suppressed. They are the gateway to your liberation. This is episode number two. Hey, it's Nick Toth and welcome to the Beyond Beauty Podcast. The place for life changing conversations for women who are ready to transform their endless pursuit of trying to change their appearances to feel worthy. And finally, discover how to value themselves from the inside out. Together, we will redefine beauty and shift your mindset completely so you realize that it is the inner work that leads to external transformation. I'm here to help you remember that authenticity is sexy, self love is magnetic and vulnerability is a superpower. Ready beautiful? Let's dive in. It's a Sunday night in the winter of 2010. I'm kneeling over the toilet bowl. My eyes are bloodshot red and tears are rolling down my cheeks. I wipe my face with some tissues and wash my hands as I gargle with mouthwash and I wipe down a toilet seat to clean up any evidence. At 28 years old, Bulimia had held me in its grip for over a decade. I walk back to the living room to the empty packets of brownies, biscuits, chips, and empty tub of ice cream that I just consumed in one sitting. I feel an overwhelming sense of guilt and shame and disappointment. My younger sister, she's thin. Anything she puts on looks flawless on her. I look at my 16 year old body, it's chubby. I don't get the same attention as she does. So I thought if I could control my weight and become thin, then I would finally be worthy of attention and love. So I tried every diet plan, every cleanse, every workout, and even starved myself just so I could look like her. But I couldn't stick to any of them because I was an emotional eater. Whenever I was upset, I ate to soothe myself. I found that the more I avoided my feelings and my emotions, the more I was controlled by them. The more I suppressed my emotions with food, the more control it had over me, and I became less connected to myself. And over time, my self hatred and rejection grew deeper and deeper. It was easier to binge on sweets and then throw up three times a day than to feel the overwhelming sadness about feeling alone not fitting into any social groups, and facing the fear of not being lovable. When I looked in the mirror, I felt fat and unattractive. My days were filled with battles against my body and my emotions that I could not win. And fighting my body was taking up all of my energy. The only strategy I knew was to start a new diet on Monday and have more willpower this time. But the negative voices in my head became so loud that by Tuesday afternoon, no amount of willpower could stop me from consuming an entire chocolate bar. I was trying to be perfect, but I was so ashamed because I thought throwing up was gross and people would judge me for not having any self-control. And I took pride in looking like I knew I was doing. In fear of judgment that people would think that I was weak, I did not tell anyone about why I was disappearing after mealtimes. I felt trapped, alone, and afraid that this would never end. The next 12 years of my life were dominated by this self harming condition. It included sugar addiction, yo yo dieting, and periods of restricting food intake. It was followed by binging and purging. Sometimes three times a day. And since I couldn't lose the weight that I wanted, I hated my body. I was full of self-rejection and I cringed every time I looked in the mirror. My mornings would begin with me vowing I would eat healthy that day and skip sweets. But by midday, I would feel emotionally overwhelmed and the violent voices in my head screaming, you're fat, you have no self-control, no one loves you became so loud that I would binge again. Looking back, I see that now that my eating disorder struggle was never about food. It was about self-rejection and my lack of ability to cope with my emotions and self-regulate. I went on different diets and tried to exercise control, but the more I tried to control my body, the more it controlled me. So I decided to move across the world to Sydney, Australia, to be with the man that I had been dating long distance, soon after I arrived, he was struck by a mysterious health condition, so he was receiving treatment from a local nutritionist. I joined him, and we were put on an organic whole foods diet. I finally had accountability, so I stuck with the plan for eight full weeks. At the end, I was so amazed at how much better I felt that I decided to study nutrition therapy and became a personal trainer. I fell in love with empowering myself and others through healthy eating and exercising. I even went on to learning about mindset. I thought I had cracked the code. Then I'm standing on stage with the perfectly sculpted bronze body in front of hundreds of eyes and ten poker face judges. Blinded by bright lights that highlighted every inch of my body, there was nowhere to hide. I'm surrounded by my competitors, the other women with flawless, rock-solid bodies who just like me spend months training and dieting for this single moment to be judged. It was finally my turn to step forward in front of the crowd and I hear quarter turn to the right, quarter turn to the left. As I move forward in front of the judges and the other women, I tried my best to look confident, but on the inside, I was feeling so insecure. My inner mean girl's voice inside my head said, you could have tried harder. You could have done better. You're not fit enough to be here. It is undeniable that our society places a high value on external beauty than on inner beauty. You see it every day from the moment you wake up and lay eyes on your social media or walk out your door. It's all over billboards and magazines and commercials portraying unrealistically thin and photoshopped bodies until the moment you go to bed watching your favorite TV show. You just can't escape it. The pressure to look a certain way is strong, for both men and women. I thought if I could just control my weight and be thin, I would finally be happy. I would finally feel enough. But standing on that stage, I realized everything I believed my entire life was wrong. I heard a voice say, Your worth isn't measured by how you look on the outside, but rather how you feel about yourself on the inside. And that moment, I was struck by that shocking epiphany. Happiness, freedom, and fulfillment don't come from having the perfect body or seeing a certain number on a scale. Despite reaching my goal weight, standing there with the fittest body of my life, I still wasn't happy. I was self-critical. I was comparing myself to the other women and I felt insecure about how I looked even then. Because inside, I still did not feel good enough. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. It was the aha moment that changed everything. I thought, if I finally get the perfect body, I'll be happy. I'll be successful. I will have it all. But when I got it, it was just a false reward. I was still anxious self-judgmental, and unhappy. And I realized that my whole life till this point was all about trying to become perfect so I could be lovable. My first strategy to achieve this was bulimia. And my second was becoming a fitness competitor. And at the end of the day, it's the same thing if you think about it. It just looks different on paper. All of a sudden, it was bluntly obvious that I kept doing the same thing, but the second strategy was just socially acceptable and it looked better. That day, I returned home with a medal and the realization that deeper healing needed to be done if I wanted to shift the way I viewed myself and end the cycle of restrictions and fighting against my body. It became clear to me that to be happy and feel confident, I needed to do the inner work on my thoughts and beliefs and understand what kept me striving for external validation my whole life. Even as a personal trainer, I noticed that most people just wanted to go to the gym and take a box and get their butts kicked for an hour and then go home and eat crap for the remaining 23 hours of the day. Even though they exercised, they had no idea why they hadn't lost weight. I realized that achieving their goal had much more to do with their mindset and their beliefs than with their nutrition and exercise. I became fascinated with learning about the power of the mind. So I began studying neuro-linguistic programming and became an NLP mindset coach to help people create sustainable change through subconscious reprogramming what i realized was i could either be a personal trainer for someone 3 hours a week or i could spend an hour with them and transform their mindset so they could be self-empowered every day every hour every minute of the day i was sitting in my therapist's office in a rainy afternoon complaining about my boyfriend not spending enough time with me i was very upset when she asked me Nick, what's coming up? I feel angry, I said. Where are you feeling that in your body? She asked. I feel a strong choking sensation in my throat, like I swallowed the golf ball, like I can't speak, the words just don't come out, I replied. What emotion is it related to, she asked. Sadness, I replied as tears started rolling down my face and I began sobbing uncontrollably. She encouraged me to fully feel the emotions and sensations in my body without trying to run away. I was not used to this. I was scared. Before, if I was upset, I would usually push away my emotions. I would distract myself with food or, again, a more socially acceptable form of distraction, go to the gym or watch TV. But instead, this time I stopped to feel. To my surprise, within minutes, the sadness entirely dissipated and I was left with a sense of peace and relief. I was in my mid-30s, and that was the first time in my life I ever felt connected to my emotions and allowed myself to feel them in my body. I grew up in a working-class family with a young, hardworking, but emotionally suppressed mother and a stepfather who was caring until his own daughter was born. On a regular basis, I'll be walking out of my room to see my parents sitting in the dining room, smoking cigarettes, and drinking their fourth beer. What's for dinner, Mom? And with her eyes glazing over, she said, You'll see soon enough. Then she turned her attention back to the beer bottle. It's a Tuesday evening. Both my parents are drunk. It's not even dinner time yet. And the wine hasn't even come out. My parents were coping with life the best way they could, numbing their emotions and their marital problems with alcohol. They didn't learn any better. There were numerous traumas in my childhood, including my parents separating when my mother was eight months pregnant with me. From a young age, I developed a heavy armor to protect myself from feeling pain. Toughen up, shove away your emotions, just get through whatever it takes by pretending on the outside everything was fine. But behind closed doors, I struggled with anxiety and a fear of rejection, so I started using food to cope. And this method seemed to be harmless until later in my teenage years, I had to face even bigger problems, such as my parents' divorce, being separated from my mom for four years at the age of 15, having to change schools because I was relentlessly teased by fellow students for having a curvy body at a young age. It makes sense, looking back, why I developed an eating disorder. Not feeling my emotions led to numbing myself with food. Feeling my feelings, let alone revealing them to others, felt terrifying my whole life. While I used to suppress and avoid my emotions if I was upset, as a new practice, I began to stop and feel them in my body. And that is what made the real difference for me for the first time in my life. I learned that emotions manifest as sensations in the body. The body doesn't have a voice, so it communicates to us through sensations. The more I began to feel my emotions, the more I realized that there was nothing to fear. So I began making allies with my feelings to understand them, to be with them, and process them in healthy ways. In the past, my power came from dissociating and hiding my feelings, but that only led to being controlled by them. And when I learned to connect with my feelings and allow myself to express them vulnerably, My entire life and my relationships radically changed. I felt lighter. I felt more connected to myself and those around me. And I finally felt liberated. Suddenly, I understood that the power of a woman is her willingness to feel her emotions. The more I went internal, that's when the true me showed up. Your emotions are not to be controlled or suppressed. They are the gateway to your liberation. The external change happens when we go internal and we change our internal world. And as I started to go inward and take responsibility for my thoughts and my feelings, I started to deconstruct my beliefs about myself and my relationship to my body. I started to see that with each layer I was peeling back, my sense of inner peace and worthiness grew. I started to gain an inner sense of freedom and I came to a deeper understanding that my level of happiness and confidence was not determined by how my body looked. When I integrated this knowledge, I started to feel a deep-rooted disconnect between myself and the work I'd been doing helping women lose weight. I knew deep down that it wasn't really about weight loss that was making these women transform. It was really about the self-realization piece that allowed them to reclaim their self-worth and recognizing the ways that they weren't loving themselves and taking care of themselves. That was the missing piece. Early this year, I went through a transition of coming back to my own truth and self-worth by letting go of the external achievements that defined me my whole life. I realized that I wasn't feeling any better about myself every time I checked off another box. I knew that this was not a sustainable way to live. So I made a very difficult decision and let go of my weight loss coaching business that I knew was bringing in money, was helping women, and had a lot of potential to grow. But I needed to step away from it all to rediscover myself and finally come back to alignment and the truth of who I really am and what I stand for. My purpose now is to support women in reframing their striving for external achievements, including weight loss, into real self-love to ground them through the knowledge that their beauty stems from their self-worth, to help them make the shift from valuing their external to connecting deeply to their internal world, to show them how to accept, love, and care for themselves so they could be their full potential, not just as beautiful bodies, but as free, expressed, loving beings with a solid sense of self-worth, the pathway to wholeness, is through self-awareness. The ability to shed light on our hidden aspects can empower us to own them so we can experience the fullness of being and feel more intimately connected to ourselves and feel confident in our being and in our body. The thing that I want to leave you with is that your worth isn't measured by how you look on the outside or any of your external achievements but rather how you feel about yourself on the inside. Your worthiness comes from within, and you can discover it when you go internal and cultivate a deeper sense of self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-love. The freedom and fulfillment that I have today is because I went internal, and this is what I want to do for you through this podcast. So welcome to the Beyond Beauty Show. In this podcast, you're going to learn that Within you there's a power greater than you ever knew and that you're going to fall in love with yourself in a way you never knew before and you're going to become your biggest cheerleader and when you look in the mirror you're going to high five yourself and say "Hot damn girl, you got this." No matter what you used to say to yourself, nothing has changed except for everything I hope you get a lot out of this episode. And if you did, please hit follow to subscribe to the show. This way, you'll be notified every time a new episode is released. So you never miss an episode. Also, it would mean the world to me if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. So together, we can spread the word about this show and share this important message and inspire and impact more women around the world. Before I go, I just want to say thank you so much for being here and taking this time to listen and do something for yourself you are beyond beautiful until next time remember that authenticity is sexy self-love is magnetic and vulnerability is a superpower